A very good afternoon. Welcome once again to another live session of the Potter's Gate online broadcast. My name is Isa Phillips. I came to that. Well, I hope you had a wonderful service today at your various uh, place of worship. This afternoon, I felt led to continue on a very important topic that we've been looking at for a while now. I sense um, the times that we live in, the days that we live in, demands that we continue to track the heart of God, the mind of God as the day of the Lord draws near to us and therefore everything that defines our posture our walk our relationship, our interaction particularly with the things of the spirit demands that we begin to re-examine them and this really informs you know, this uh, teaching that we've been looking at for, for, for a while now, we've been dealing with the principle of apostolic community and the fellowship of the saints this is a very important topic and very sensitive also because uh, it deals with you know areas that we have been so fixative on areas that we have come to believe and accept as the pattern of how to fellowship how to communicate how to interact and even how to serve god Therefore, this is, uh, you know, a topic that I'm cautiously, you know, dealing with, but also not holding back in terms of the things that we need to, we need to know, we need to understand and how we need to engage this new day. Many of the things that the Father, he's emphasizing through his spirit in this day are more of corrective. They are more of instructive words. And if we will allow the spirit of God to really guide us and lead us and teach us in the spirit of humility i'm sure that we will begin to make the necessary adjustment and align our hearts so uh these are things that we're going to be looking into and uh, i'm sure it's going to take us a long while to really get to the heart of this truth because um you will agree with me that so many mistakes have been made in terms of how we relate, how we fellowship, how we communicate, how we interact with the things of the spirit. We've somehow to a very large degree lost our path, you know, the directions of God's prophetic uh, desire and, 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 and intentions for us. And therefore, this prophetic voice that you're hearing is coming with a very strong apostolic, you know, restructuring. And uh, if you will, you know, reform that will help us to begin to shift our focus back to the intentions of God and, and the priorities of the Spirit. I believe that we cannot begin to advance into all that the Father has designed and ordained for us if we are not walking in the full direction, in the full gear of that which has been prepared for us. And therefore, I, I'm calling us again to open our hearts and let's allow the spirit of God to really, you know, uh, dive deep into that which needs to be dealt with within the structures of our existence. You know, as, as families, as, you know, individuals, as the community of, of the body of Christ. And as a city, as a nation, we need to really open up to, you know, to, to, to the instructions of God. We need to really allow the spirit of God to, to speak to us and, 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 give us that you know clarity and direction lead us back to 
the principles and the standards of the word because that is in fact that is what we're doing we want to go back to the word of god find the right principles find the right spiritual structures values standards uh, and templates right of building so that we can indeed build in accordance to the ways of god in accordance to the will of god particularly in the area of church fellowship community you know these are areas that we have suffered you know a lot of you know setbacks but i know that hope is not lost hope is not lost we 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 have the opportunity particularly in this new day in this season where heaven is proclaiming newness i believe that we're in a day of you know jubilee i believe we're in a day of restoration I believe that we're in the day of reformation. When I talk about restoration, I'm talking about God restoring his, himself, God restoring his values, God restoring his counsel, his purpose, his, his desire. And if our heart will be open truly to that which heaven is doing in terms of his restorative agenda and objective, we will indeed become you know, instrument and vessels all right, that heaven is going to use in this new day to bring direction and, 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 and structure back to the nation. Because at the end of the day, what we want to see is a church that is mature. A church that is resource, a church that is well built, amen. A church that can truly represent, amen, the image of Christ in the earth. You will agree with me that you know the image of Christ has been misrepresented. The the, the face of Christ has been merged to a degree that people can no longer identify. Yesterday we posted something on on, on you know on my Facebook uh, um, timeline. How today you've got a community called you know. Uh, you know, Christian, you know, witch, witch, you know, witches coming together and celebrating. I mean, how how do you marry the two? How do you marry witchcraft and Christianity together? But well, that is the day we live in, and we're going to be seeing more of these lies and deceit and deceptions. We're going to be seeing more of this false representation. Now, one of the things that really drew my attention while I was reading through, you know, this post yesterday, you know, and I was asking myself, why is it that? You know, every false, you know, religion and false, you know, uh, uh, spirit out there, all right, want to attach themselves to Christianity. Why do they want to attach themselves to the things of God, you know, to, you know, to biblical things? Why? Because they know that that is the only concept. That's the only place you find truth. And if you can just attach a little bit of lie, all right, to truth, if you can just attach a little bit of falsehood, all right, to what is accurate, what do you do? You pollute the entire water. So what the enemy is doing right now, all right, is trying to pollute the water, is trying to pollute, amen, the pureness of, of, you know, of our, of our worship, of our call, of our, you know, of the word of God, all right? I mean, how do you begin to say that, you know, Jesus was a, a master magician, you know, that, you know, the, the, the Bible is a magic book and all these lies and funny things that, you see, for those who do not know their, who do not know the word of God and who don't know their God indeed will be deceived because, Basically, that's what the scripture says. In the last day, we're going to be finding all kinds of, you know, people coming, saying they, they represent God, they represent Christ. In fact, they will claim that they are Christ. All right? And the scripture says that even, yeah, you know, if case not taken, if the days are not cut short, that even the very elect will be deceived. Why will the very elect be deceived? Because somehow we've shifted away from the path we've shifted shifted away from the values of the kingdom we've shifted away from all right the principles of god's word we've shifted away from that which defines amen truth in the word of god we are we have we have gathered you know for ourselves amen false teachers and false prophets false apostles all all kinds of you know falseness that we have imbibed we have accepted today as as authentic 
And these are days that we've got to raise the standard. But guess what? We're going to get to the point where there's going to be a confrontation. You know, remember when God sent, you know, Moses to, you know, to Egypt to go free his people. I mean, everything that Moses was doing was being duplicated, all right, by the powers that be in Egypt until the Lord began to declare the, the, the last order, which is to begin to kill the firstborn of the Pharaoh, of, of the sons of Egypt and Pharaoh himself. And that's where we're coming into right now. God is going to begin to kill those 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 false images that represent, amen. You know, uh, 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 the ministry of sonship in the world that are represented the paths of darkness. We're going to be seeing a lot of slain, a lot of judgment. Why? Because this is a day where God wants to free His people from the house of bondage. This is a day of Exodus. This is a day of coming out of bondage. This is a day of engaging truth. This is a day of beholding, amen, that which the Lord wants to do in our life and we embrace it from afar. So, Father, we want to thank you once again this this afternoon for granting us another wonderful opportunity to gather before you and to just sit at your at your table. And to allow you to minister to us, Holy Spirit. We've come, Lord, once again, that the word be broken. Yes. That as you break the word before our eyes, O oh God, that we will begin to see the things that we have not seen. That we'll begin to hear the things that we've not heard before. We want you to take us to a place that we've never been before. So we open up to you. We allow you this day to have your way. Guide us. Give us this day, O oh God. The satisfaction, the satisfaction ability of God to stay, to wait. He said, those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. We wait upon you this day. And we ask you, Lord, that you will imprint your truth upon our heart. You will grant us grace, O oh God, to understand what you are saying. Help us to receive clear interpretation of your heart and of your mind. You say you're going to build your church and the gates of hell will not prevail. So, Father, as we surrender and yield to you, God, that you will build your church in us. And that you also build your church through us. This is our prayer this day, O oh God. That everyone that will be listening, that will be receiving this truth, O oh God, indeed will surrender to your dealings, to your instructions, O oh God, to your directions, O oh God. And you will grant us capacity to build with the material that you are making available even in this new day. That we will not turn here and there, we will not turn left and right, that we will not be distracted, but rather that we will stay focused. And we'll allow you, O oh God, to perfect your work in us. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. All right. We are going to continue. The last time we, we met on this topic, I remember that I decided that I was going to go back to some of the basics that we've dealt with before that were not, you know, properly captured. So I thank God that we're able to do that. All right. And I, I felt we have laid, you know, you know, a nice solid, you know, foundation in terms, in terms of, you know, really understanding how to grow and develop within the concept of what is called, you know, the community of the saints. And I remember we, we, we checked the, you know, the scripture in the book of Acts, and we, we saw the pattern on how, you know, the spirit of the Lord after Christ, you know, uh, uh, resurrected, excuse me, after Christ ascended, he said to them, say, go tarry in Jerusalem, all right, until you be endued with power. And I remember saying that Pentecost is the starting point of our journey, of our development and representation in regards to the things of the spirit. So that is very important. We are still defining, all right, uh, um, the whole idea of how the church 
is designed to be built because I, I feel whatever we are doing, whatever we are going to be doing in terms of representing God and advancing in the light of that which the Spirit of God wants to do within our community, city, and nation has to be solidly built on, amen, a well-mature, a well-structured, a well-defined, amen, church system. The enemy has continued to, you know, pound, you know, the church in terms of, you know, lying and, and, and bringing all kinds of falseness into, into the community so that, you know, he can continue to mur and, 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 and distract and disrupt and, and frustrate, right? And, and, and disfigure this image, this thing that Jesus said he will build. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. So that is a very important, you know, principle and, and a solid truth that all right, cannot be taken. Jesus had already made that declaration, all right? Whatever Jesus declared, nothing can stop it. It can be withdrawn. It can be taken back because his word is life, all right? That word has gone forth. I will build my church. So we can rest on that voice. We can rest on that, you know, principle. We can rest on that truth that Jesus this day is still building his church because when he made that statement, it wasn't a once and for all statement. He said, I will build my church and the gates. So we, we see that that is, 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 is a continual you know, process. That's an, that's an adjective. I'm going to build my church. All right. And the gates of hell. He didn't say, I have built my church. He said, so, so in every generation, there is still that concept of the building of the church of Christ. Because like I've, also, I've, I've been saying before, that the building of the church, amen, is, is, is in the context of the season and the generations that we find ourselves, all right? So the technology that the Lord is using today to build his church, amen, is a technology that deals with the context of the days that we live in. As much as the truth and the values and the principles and the protocols, amen, of that, uh, uh, you know, uh, concept of building never change, all right? The principles of God, the word of God never change, amen? But the, 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 the texture and the context that we find ourselves, amen, adjusts how we interact with the things of the Spirit. And that is very important because today we live in the 21st century. So when we talk about church, when we talk about fellowship, when we talk about the gathering of the saints, when we talk about our community, when we talk about you know, church, we've got to be able to relate that within the context, amen, of the days that we live in, because that is very important. Lest we take, you know, you know, a, 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 a truth, a present truth, okay, and try to fix that present truth, amen, on, 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 you know, on a structure that was built in 18, 17, or 16th century. It's not going to work. We've got to understand that the movement of God are within the context of the prophetic seasons of God in the earth. All right, that the world does not define to us, amen, how to, how to, how to interact, amen. The kingdom of God, the things of the spirit defines that to us. So, so as we continue to see a changing world, a changing environment, all right, we've got to be able to track in the spirit and understand how the Lord wants us to live life, okay. So, so we don't get to a point where while we're trying to all right, to you know, to to win the world, we become captured by the world system because that, in fact, that is what is happening today. A lot of people say, "Well, we've got to be all things to all men." Yes, that is important, but we've got to understand that in the context, amen, of redemption. All right, becoming all things to all men does not mean that we have to we have to lower the standard, we have to reduce the standard, or we have to reject certain hard truth or values, if you will, in the Word of God just to accommodate. We don't, you know, build to accommodate everybody. Amen. We build in the dimension, amen, that can accommodate everyone. 
that's there are two things that I've just said, right? We don't build to accommodate everybody, but we build within the context, within the within the you know structure of the Word of God, Amen. That people can come and find their place there, all right? Because that that, that will become a place where uh, uh, they begin to grow and develop. Is is like when we when you give your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ. We've talked about that, Amen. When you give your when you give your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ, Amen. You become part of the fellowship of the saints, all right? That is important. The day you, anyone accept Jesus Christ and they become you know, members of the body of Christ, that is the beginning point, amen, of a journey, an unending journey, amen, in 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 the spirit of development, maturity, and 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 coming into that day of divine representation. All right, that is very 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 important that we understand that. So fellowship, yes, we come to Christ, we give our heart to the Lord, amen, which starts with you know. You know with an event and the event now turns into an experience that experience is what we'll begin to learn daily as we as we allow our soul and every aspect of our faculty amen that was once defined by the world system amen to be renewed to be redeemed amen the bible says in romans chapter you know chapter 12 amen that do, do not be conformed to this world i mean he was talking to paul was talking to believers there wasn't talking to unbelievers. They had already given their heart to the Lord. Amen. They were already saved. The Roman, the, the, you know, the Roman church were already saved. But they were still doing things that were contrary to the values of God. And therefore, Paul had to bring them to a point, amen, in their work that, hey, when you give your life to Jesus Christ, there are decisions you need to make, amen. There are things you need to let go of, amen. There are value systems that you've got to discard, amen. Though you are in this world and there are things that the world expects you, all right, to do, to know, amen, to, 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 to walk in. There are things they expect you to love, all right. But when you give your life to Jesus Christ, something begins to change. Your value changes. Your, your identity changes, amen. Your, your 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 system of of viewing life changes amen your culture changes everything that defines who you are as a person amen gets revamped gets renewed gets transformed and that is not something that happens once all right because the soul amen it's is is a very complex personality and 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 the more you walk with God the more the Lord begins to open your eyes to see areas and 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 dimensions that needs to be dealt with that needs to be you know you know, lay on the altar, if you will. The Lord, well, this is one aspect I used to love in my life. But now that I've given my heart to you, I know that I've got to get rid of this thing. I know that I've got to, you know, uh, let go of this thing. So I'm asking you to guide me and lead me, teach me, give me the power and the strength to completely let go. And that comes through the assistance, amen, of the community that you belong to. That's a very important thing. It comes through the community that you belong to where they're able to help you, amen, uh, uh, with, with sound uh, word. They begin to feed you. They begin to develop you. begin to grow. The more you grow in, in the word of God, the more you grow in truth, the more you grow in the ways of God because somebody will have to open the word of God to you and show you, amen, what is expected. I mean, there are people who are going to church today who are members of the church, they've been, they've been saved for maybe three, four, five years, all right? And they've been part of a particular church. In fact, maybe they've joined a particular, you know, community, a, 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 a group or community in the church in terms of the various departments. And they never know that certain aspect all right, of their life is just not accepted before God. Why? Because one, they've not been taught. Secondly, amen, you know, they, they've not allowed themselves, you know, to, to, you know, to be open to, to, you know, in terms of God dealing with that area, you see, because you can shut yourself away from certain truth. All right, the moment you shut your mind, you shut your thoughts, you 
you shut your philosophy and your belief system right, away from certain, th- certain things, it becomes very difficult for the Spirit of God to gain access in dealing with those areas of our life. And I've seen, a, I've met a lot of people, you know, from that, living in that order of life where, you know, Everything around them looks so perfect, but that one, that one, that one is just out of the way. But they have made up their mind that they will never allow Christ, okay, to deal with those areas of their life. They will never allow anyone, okay, to touch those areas of their life because those are their own personal demons and they love those demons. Those demons have become part of their life. And when I talk about the demons, I'm talking about the strongholds, all right? Those strongholds have become part of their life, has become part of their identity. In fact, they have come to derive their identity from those you know from those you know strongholds and therefore uh, letting go of those strongholds is like they are losing themselves and in fact that is what redemption is that is what redemption ought to bring to pass in our life that when you give your life to jesus your old nature amen begins to fall away you begin to lose your old nature you begin to lose your whole uh, your whole lifestyle amen whatever defines your life from the past amen should give way to this new man to this new identity to this new person amen if any man be in christ the scripture says that person is a new creation all things have passed away he said behold all things all things excluding nothing all things amen becomes new that is a standard amen of our walk of our approach amen of our journey amen in the things of the spirit all things have passed away so whatever things that that are there all right that's might have come through, you know, into your life either through accident, either through incident, either through, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, hereditary uh, uh, family lineage, amen, bloodline, whatever it is, either through, uh, uh, you know, com- communal, you know, uh, uh, issues, whatever it is, amen, that have become part of your life that ought not to be there, that does not align with the word of God, should be identify and be dealt with there shouldn't be a point where you say well this is part of who i am all right you know you know as in as south africans this this is this is how we relate this is how we see things no you see as americans this is how this is how we see things well you know as 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 you know as british people this is just how we live our life you know as french people this is yes that could be the lifestyle of a French man, amen, or, you know, of a British man, amen, of a, of a Nigerian woman, whatever it is. Once you accept the Lord, you cannot, you are not allowed, amen, to continue to live within the parameters or the ideologies of those things because they do not align to the ways of God. That's an important principle. Because if you allow those things, amen, to continue to define you and you join the community of the church, the body of Christ, guess what? You are going to import that same value system into that new community that you belong to. And mind you, this new community, amen, has got its own ideology, an ideology that is powerfully driven by the values of Christ. An ideology that is defined, amen, by the culture of heaven. An ideology that is in this world, but it's not of this world. So that you've got to understand that if you're not ready, amen, to let go of this, you know, areas of your life that you used to love, amen, and used to appreciate, and everybody used to celebrate you because of this particular way of thinking or or seeing things or believing or interacting, amen, that, 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 that if you have not come to a point where you say to yourself, well, I used to love this thing, but this new life that i have in jesus christ in fact you know 
reject this value system. If, if you have not come to the point where you reject that, where you accept that, guess what? You will never move an inch in your walk with God. All right? A lot of people will be looking at you. You may have a powerful gift. You may have a powerful talent all right, that people love. And most of them we see this in the area of people who are really gifted. All right? You're gifted and your gift all right, is very needed in the body of Christ because I mean, who doesn't need a gift? We need gift to do things. But guess what? If you have this powerful gift but you've got this you know values and characters and attitudes all right that 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 negates all right that rejects the things of christ the life of christ the values of christ because at the end of the day christianity is not just about one going to heaven it's not just about god blessing you it's not just about god giving you another husband or wife or children or you know increasing your 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 finance and giving you whatever you want it's not just about that it's about the nature change Christianity is about a nature change. It's about amen, a change in value. It's about an embracing amen, of a new different culture that is not of this world. It's about living the wisdom of this world and embracing the wisdom of God. Come on, this is a good teaching. It's about embracing the wisdom of God, hallelujah, and re- rejecting the wisdom of this world. Now, if you don't know that, if that has not been, you know, uh, 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 imparted into you, if that has not been imprinted into your spirit, all right, you might have been born again for the past 15, 20 years, all right, and still be living life, amen, outside the order, outside the structure, outside the government of the kingdom of God. And therefore, yes, you have come to Christ. Yes, you have accepted Jesus Christ. You have seen the kingdom and that's it you will never be able to access the kingdom of god and in fact you may be describing the kingdom from that first day experience all right because the moment you give your life to jesus your eyes of understanding come on it's enlightened they begin to show you things they begin to show you things about the kingdom they begin to show you things about your life they begin to show you things about you i mean nobody genuinely give their heart to the lord amen will still continue to love the world system if you truly you have given your heart to the Lord, truly giving your heart to the Lord, you cannot continue to love, amen, the, 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 the world the way it is. No, something in you will begin to reject the values of this world. Something in you will begin to say, no, that's not meant for me. I used to love it, but now I've given my heart to the Lord. Something in me just rejects it, all right? Something in me just refused that thing. Now, if that is not happening to you, I can assure you that uh, you need to go and check, amen, the, 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 the principle principles and how you know you 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 give your heart to you you give your life to the, to the lord in fact maybe you have not done that because there are all kinds of things that can motivate us in terms of saying we've given our life our life to the lord i know many people all right they they give their heart to they claim quote and unquote to have given their life to jesus because they were deeply in need they were under pressure all right they were deeply in need they were in a situation where they've tried everything and nothing seemed to work and they are between either giving their life to Jesus or taking their life. And so they opted, well, I can commit suicide. Maybe I should strike Jesus Christ. So, well, they give their life to Jesus Christ. And they show all the remorse. And they show all the emotions of somebody who really have given their heart to the Lord. But all they want is just, you know, a soothing, you know, a release of the pain, of their pain. The truth is, if you give your, if you give your life to Jesus, yes, you become a new man. But there are pains that you have to deal with. Because Jesus Christ walking with the Lord, amen, it's not some magic wand that just takes your pain away, that just takes your problem away. Unfortunately, that is the gospel we've been hearing. But that gospel is completely strange to what we see in the word of God. The Bible says in this world, you're going to have tribulations. 
He said, but don't be afraid. Don't, don't, don't bother. For I have already overcome the world on your behalf. So we've got to balance, amen, the gospel. If we're not balancing the gospel that we're preaching to people, people are going to have false hope. They're going to have false expectation, all right? They're going to be expecting this Jesus to just fly down like a superman, all right, and get them out of the problem. They're going to expecting Jesus, amen, to just come down as a Spider-Man. You know, you know, you know what I'm talking about? That is not the image that the Word of God paints to us. And we've got to be able to, re, you know, re, re, redefine and track, amen, what redemption is, what salvation is, because those are the, those are the organogram, those are the foundation, amen, that, that lead us into what I call the community amen of the saints because the moment you come into that community of the saints is a different ball game it's a different ball game your your expectation your value system your concept of interaction has to change a lot of people today all right do claim they've given their life to Jesus Christ amen <laughs> truly there are areas in their life that they've not allowed Christ to be Lord some, some is in the concept of the way they see things. Some is in the concept of how they hear things. Some is in the context of how they speak, how they look at things, how they interact to life. That has not changed. When we give our life to Jesus Christ, everything about our life ought to be redefined, ought to be redesigned, ought to be, you know, restored to God's divine original purpose and plan for our life. You cannot live your life 99.9 Christ and 1% of yourself. It doesn't work that way. Jesus will either, amen, have all of you or don't have 99.1 of you. He's not going to have it. He wants all of you or he doesn't want nothing of you. That's the truth. So if you are not ready to say, Jesus, I want you to be the Lord of my life. Meaning that you, you, you rule me. You define who I am. Amen. You, you become my identity. You define amen, my values, my peace, my joy, my happiness. It's not just about righteousness. It's also about amen, who defines what, what, you, what you call love. A lot of things we define to be love today. You look at the word of God. They don't fit in. It's a, it's a, it's a definition of love, but it's a worldly love. It's a world that is defined, amen, by, you know, by, by, you know, by, uh, uh, you know, by the world system, if you will, that is defined by, you know, the Greek mythology, okay, that is the, defined by, you know, Zeus and, and, and all this powerful, you know, uh, uh, you know, philosophy, you know, philosophy and philosophers of the world system that is collapsing. Our love cannot be defined, amen, by the world value. Our love cannot be defined, amen, by selfishness. Our love cannot be defined by good works. Our love cannot be defined by self-righteousness. Our love cannot be defined, amen, by how we see life. No, it, it, it doesn't work that way. You know, some people, is either you see it my way or no other way. It doesn't work that way. That is why we have the word of God. The word of God is our value. The word of God, amen, is our doctrine. The word of God, amen, is our constitution. The word of God, you see, when there is problem in the in 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 a nation, all right, and everybody's going here and there, here and there. At the end of the day, what are they going to do? They're going to turn to uh, to the constitutional courts because the constitutional courts they are experts in what in in interpreting the constitution. 
Because at the end of the day, it is the constitution that binds us and that defines, you know, our framework of existence as a nation. So, well, then they go to the, you go to the apex court, and the apex court say, well, this is how things ought to be done regarding this aspect of life. They give you clear interpretation of that, and and in the constitution, the constitution are made up of you know uh, uh, various volumes, if you will, of doctrines. Doctrines, doctrines are the you know are, are the documents that makes the constitution. Doctrines are that which defines amen how we ought to live life in fact while i'm on this while i'm on this I, i'm going to quickly look into you know uh, um something that i uh, i was able to pull pull out this just while i was getting ready you know for this uh, meeting i remember I, I i i saw one of the material that i was actually defining i hope I hope I'm able to find it because I've got all kinds of materials before me today that we really want to touch on. All right. There are different materials here that I feel um, we need to look into that is going to give us, you know, some clarity and direction in terms of uh, um, God's divine intention for our life. All right. We are still building. We are still building. Yes. I found it. I think I found it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Well, I hope I hope you are still following me and I hope uh, uh, you are enjoying it. I know that a lot of people well uh, um, today have gone to church and uh, they're back, you know, maybe having lunch with your family and all that well but this is very deliberate because this is to me this is a time we need to address you know this thing we need to look into uh, uh, some of this point because there's so many things the lord is saying to us there are different things the spirit of the lord is bringing to our attention that we need to pay attention to all right and uh, I, I, I just know that if we allow the Spirit of God to continue to speak to us and lead us in these days of instructions, directions, redirection, realignment, all right, we will begin to get the right, you know, tools for, you know, reconstruction. I, I believe that heaven wants to do something in our day, all right, but that which heaven wants to do must be solidly built, amen, on you know the structure and the frame of uh, 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 a ministry that is well defined by apostolic you know order all right before i go into the defining of doctrines i, I doctrine excuse me i'm going to look at the scripture in act chapter one very important principle that uh we need to look into here all right act chapter one verse one says the former account i made O theophilus of all that Jesus began both to do and to teach. Right? We want to capture the heart, the mind of doctrine. And I'm going to explain why. Because I, 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 you know, I tried to explain that. But I think I need to just expand a little bit on that. I need to expand a little bit on that. To give us, you know, a, a, a base. I said, when there are issues in the land, all right, the 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 the, the, the constitutional court becomes our final habitat, 
of defining what is right, what is correct. All right? The constitutional court becomes the, pl- the place and the point where we get, you know, a clarity. All right? And uh, whatever the constitutional court de- de- decide in terms of, you know, what is right from what is wrong, guess what? It's final. You, there's no other place you can take it to. All right? Therefore, those who sit as justice in the constitutional court, amen, are masters. They they have mastered the act of studying the constitution. They know the constitution in and out. They've studied it. All right. I, I mean, you, the the level, the, 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 the you know, the level of skill and the le- level of you know uh, 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 awareness is so is so precise. I mean, you look at the chief justice of South Africa. You know, a uh, um, few days ago, while it was. Uh, um, Leading, you know, the the, the 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 you know the new parliament, you know, b- you know, before the people and you know, bringing them to a point where they will take their oath. And he, I mean, everything had been said before him, and he, you know, he just began to cross-check again the you know the documents, and uh, he said, "Wait a minute, something is wrong here. This 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 statement is not is not correct. This this document is not right. Please go change it before somebody signs it, and then we get into trouble. I mean, to me, that is just number one. I mean, when you talk about precision, when you talk about a man who understands his 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 duty, his responsibility, that is not just in a rush, in a hurry to you know to you know to you know to 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 make some declaration and give the people the you know the you know the document to sign only to oh wait a minute we made a mistake. His eyes like an eagle was scanning through the documents. Uh oh, there's a mistake here, and he had to correct. He had to say, well, you go correct that. That is what we are looking. It is that level or beyond that kind of you know skill and awareness that we need in the church. I mean, of late, the Lord has been using this man to speak to the nation of South Africa and even to the church, to the body of Christ. And I hope that we are listening. I hope somebody is watching. I hope we're taking note of these things because in the days we're living, we cannot afford, amen, to make a mistake. Let it not say to an angel, it is an error. We've got to be precise in that which, amen, the Lord is restoring and the pattern in the ways he wants us, amen, to journey back in that concept of restoration. Because, listen to this, the church of Christ will be built and this church will represent, amen, the counsel of God in terms of manifesting and paving the way, amen, for the kingdom of God to become more visible in the earth. And we have to. We that have been given the capacity and the grace and the wisdom and the responsibility, amen, to do what is right in terms of understanding the constitution, amen. And like I've said, the constitution are made of doctrines. Doctrines is that which we have come to believe, we have come to accept, amen, as our guiding Binding words as a nation, as, as, a, as a society. So here is the word again, Acts chapter 1 verse 1 says, The former account I made. Oh, Theophilus, of all that Jesus, Theophilus obviously is, is you know, is, 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 a, is a leader of a, of a nation. And Luke is writing on behalf of, amen, you know, the body of Christ in terms, in terms of giving an account of this man, Jesus Christ. Who is this man? Who is this man? What does he represent? All right. So here is, 
you know, uh, uh, Dr. Luke giving an account to Theophilus about the life of Jesus Christ, about his movement, amen, about his community, about his, his, his activity, and about his representation in his day. It says, the former things I made, uh, you know, uh, the former account I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began but to do and to teach. Now, the point I want to quickly draw out here is, you know, in most cases, we will, we will assume that the teaching should go before the, you know, be, before the doing. But the scripture is very clear here. That the things that Jesus began to do and to teach, in other words, the teachings of Christ, amen, are a clear reflections, amen, of his lifestyle. The teachings of Jesus are a clear reflection of his lifestyle. In other words, doctrine is a reflection of the power of lifestyle. Think about what I've just said. Doctrine is a reflection of the power of lifestyle. So, doctrine is supposed to adjust something about our values. Doctrine is designed to correct. It's, it's designed to keep, to protect, to guard, to inform us of how we ought to live amen, a life. Now, in terms of the church... Doctrine has been designed, amen, to help us to know the framework, the directions, and the directives of the Spirit. So while the Spirit of God is moving, amen, while the Spirit of God is leading us, while the Spirit of God, amen, is saying powerful things, and we are, we are in the Spirit, you know how, how we say it, we're in the Spirit. That While we are in the Spirit, it is important that we understand, amen, that doctrine is also spiritual because they are there to guide us as we journey in the Spirit, that we are not hijacked by foreign spirit, that we are not captured, amen, by foreign ideas, that we are not led astray, amen, by, you know, what the Scripture calls calls some wind of doctrines true doctrine should give us balance stability all right posture direction before the lord and before you know a community so so let's look at you know some words here that i i believe will will help to kind of give us you know further insight and direction about you know this uh, a concept that is before us we're dealing with amen the doctrine of the church and the fellowship of the saints. These are powerful things that we've got because, like I, like you know, like like I said, it was it last week? All right, that a lot of people go to church, but they don't even understand why they go to church. They don't know the reason why they go to church. All right, they go to church because they need to fellowship. All right, so what is fellowship? They don't understand. Maybe they have a vague understanding, but they don't really fully understand because those things are not being taught, all right? And there are people today that have stopped going to church for several reasons. And one of the reasons is because, one, or maybe the church is not meeting their expectations. Secondly, they've got all kinds of issues, you know, against God knows who in the church, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the fellowship, all right? Or they, they just completely don't feel like, all right, attending church again. And in most cases, maybe they've been hurt by, you know, the set man in the church. All right. And that could be a two way thing. All right. Being hurt because they expect the man to do certain things that will, you know, that will, that, you know, that will work to their advantage. But the man stood his ground and said, sorry, it doesn't work that way. And so they got angry and they said, well, well, you can keep your church. I, I'm going to go to my home or I'll look for another church. <laughs> so we see that. 
or or it's or in the other side it's a place where you know the man of god are taking advantage of them all right and we see a lot of that today <laughs> they bring your money bring your this bring your that bring god knows what they're forever collecting from the people and the people are wondering but you're forever taking from us but it's like you're not giving back we're not seeing in fact we're not seeing what you're using this money for in terms of you know building the community building you know that the, the you know the community of the church or community of the saints what we're seeing is that you know you 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 just bought a new car all right uh, and every time you show up all right it's always some new dressing and you're always looking very nice and touche but guess what the people in the church they, they're looking so malnourished they're look, they looking rejected and what's happening all right so people are not seeing you know uh, uh, faithfulness commitment they're not seeing you know uh, uh, integrity they're, they're not seeing you know stewardship so they get tired. They say, well, I'd rather sit in my house. I'm not going to be part of this again. And they, they've got every right to do that. Okay. But uh, beyond that, we, we've got to be able to, you know, at least lay a solid structure, lay a foundation that this is what the church is. When Jesus said, I will build my church, remember that Jesus builds his church, amen, through his saints. Jesus builds through the people that have allowed Christ to build them. This is an important statement that I'm making now. Jesus builds his church, amen, who we are, which we are, amen, through those whom, amen, have allowed Christ to build himself in them. In other words, when Christ is fully formed in us, it's easy for us to go out there, amen, and become an agent, amen, and become the vessel and become the instrument and become the, the stones and the bricks that Christ is using to build his church. In fact, become the foreman, become, amen, the, the instrument, become the people that God is using. Because at the end of the day, amen, the church are made up of living stones that are fitted together. So that concept of our fitness, that position of our coming together, that position of, you know, our union and unity in the covenant uh, of, of the new life that we have in Christ, amen, is something we've got to be able to understand, amen. We've got to really explain that very well so that our issues and accidents and all kinds of, you know, petty things don't stop, don't hinder that which the Lord is doing. That, okay, while there are quarrel, while there are issues, where there are misunderstandings, that should not be enough to break the church, all right? Because truly, if our life is established on the principles, amen, of God's word, and we are following the directives and the values, amen, of God's word, amen, no matter what happens within the community, we should be able to scale through those things, amen, and come out on the other side stronger and better. Why? Because we are all informed. We are all being reformed. We are all being restored. We are all going through that concept, amen, of understanding how the church, how the body of Christ, amen, is metamorphosing, metamorphosing, is growing and developing and coming into that day of maturity, amen. So let us look at this concept, this word that I have defined here as doctrine. This, these are some materials I've written some times back, but I'm just going to quickly pick one or two things here and then we're going to build on that. So biblical doctrine is, is systematic, is a systematic lay, you know, layers. Now listen to this. Biblical doctrine is a systematic layers of divine truth for earthly engagement, interactions and relationship. Biblical doctrine, all right, is a systematic layer of divine truth. All right. You see, truth when you talk about truth, truth can be expand. Truth can be widened. Truth is like elastic. You can just draw it. And as you draw it, all right, it can mean so many things at different points, at different times. It's still truth. Because that's truth. 
Alright? Truth is very wide. Alright? But what doctrine does is that within the concept of truth, because biblical doctrines are truth, but these are truths that are, you know, uh, that, that have been segmented or, you know, cut out or, you know, uh, been positioned in different, you know, uh, uh, dimensions that deals with different areas of life so that we know how to, to live life, how to believe, how to interact. Amen. And we live within the confines of that which has been defined as doctrine. All right. Because at the end of the day, doctrine is truth. And doc- doctrines are given to us, amen, like I've just said here, they are given, you know, to us, amen, to know how, to, so that we know how to engage and interact and even relate. So biblical doctrine, all right, is systematic layer of divine truth for earthly engagement. So doctrines are given to us for earthly engagement, interactions, and relationship. Doctrines by design are biblical teachings that maps out the parameters of what is biblically accepted or rejected as the stand, standard, standard ethical, moral, and spiritual values of anyone that is called to follow the ways and the footsteps of Jesus Christ. That is very, very powerful. Doctrines by design are biblical teachings that, are map, that, that maps out the parameters of what is biblically accepted or rejected as the st- standard ethical, moral, spiritual values of anyone called to follow the ways and the footsteps of Christ. Furthermore, biblical doctrine are principles and principles and sp- biblical doctrines are principles and they are spiritual. They are moral codes, taught. With the, with the objective to, to enlighten us in the knowledge, wisdom, and ascended understanding of the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ as the only way, the only embodiment of eternal truth and the very life that creates and sustains all things in heaven and the earth. This is powerful. True doctrine does not just give, give you or give us amen, a good head knowledge or theology. As many may believe today, true, true spiritual doctrine or what we may call apostolic doctrine gives us, amen, the keys to the power of lifestyle. A lifestyle that transcends your own limited definition and experience of the church or even Christianity. Doctrine lays the foundation for the emergence and representation of accurate kingdom lifestyle with the power and authority for representing you know, Christ in Egypt or in Babylon. Uh, they, then I went further. In fact, I can read on. This is powerful. Listen to this. The apostolic is not just a movement. The apostolic is the culture of the New Testament church. And that culture is established on sound biblical doctrine. Sound, balanced biblical doctrine by design are the building blocks of a true apostolic culture within the corporate body of Christ. Without a pure apostolic spirit, there can be no formation of the ministry of the ecclesia. This is awesome. The ecclesia, which is the arm of divine which is the arm of divine representation of the ministry of the body of Christ to the society, 
Sources is revelation, wisdom, philosophy, and values from the ascended fivefold apostolic grace released through her. Okay, then I went further. Says the church by design and intent is apostolic because she is ordained and sent by our Lord Jesus Christ to represent His purpose and interests in society. This is a book. <laughs> this is amazing. This is powerful. Just de- defining doctrines for us. So when we when we have this kind of understanding, you see, then that gives us a kind of a foundation. It gives us a leeway. It gives us a, a footing of, and of course, gives us material on how to define the vision. Amen. That you know we 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 want to inject or we want to build. Amen. Within the community of the saints, because at the end of the day, when we say we've got a vision. We've got to be able to ask ourselves, does this vision align with, amen, the intentions of God? Does the vision that we are trying to sell to the people, amen, are aligned to the very revelation of Christ? Because at the end of the day, whatever we're doing, whatever we're called to do, no matter how grand, no matter how powerful, no matter how beautiful, no matter how minute that thing may be it must align amen to the revelation it must project christ it must reveal christ it must be built on christ it must advance amen the kingdom of christ within the communities of men it's important that we understand this because if this is not well established in our heart then it's easy amen for us to be carried away for us to be deceived for us to be you know you know uh, uh, misdirected and be led astray by all kinds of spirit all kinds of winds that are blowing today all right claiming that they are christ claiming that they are jesus there are all kinds of things people people will call jesus christ but <laughs> by the time you begin to discern the christ they are calling is a different jesus is a different christ when people tell you well we're part of the kingdom by the time you begin to scrutinize that which you're doing you find a different strange spirit there so it's important that we have this concept of doctrine because without doctrine in the church, amen, truly we, we lost. We, we, we don't have, amen, what defines, you know, how far we go, where we stop, where we, you know, put, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know uh, a parameter to that which we're doing. Or we'll just be we'll just be going in the name of oh we're doing something for the Lord. And before you know it, we are already being hijacked by a foreign spirit. It's important that every house understand, amen, what doctrine is in terms of building. I mean, it took me years to, to come into this understanding. You know, as a pastor, you, you've got zeal, you've got passion, and you're doing everything, all right, to help people to, you know, to, you know, to, to further the, you know, what God has called you to do. But guess what? You, you, you're lacking in, 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 in what defines, amen, the structure of, of the house of God. You're just building church because, uh, well, that's what you see other people do. You, you, that's what you heard other people, you know, you know, uh, you know, say, and that's what you read from other, you know, other, you know, other books. But guess what? You have not searched the word of God, and you have not searched materials that helps you to understand in a coherent manner. Amen. What defines, amen, the doctrines of the church? This is called church development. Because church development starts with amen, a lifestyle, a lifestyle that allow us to understand the ways of the kingdom, a lifestyle that allow us to understand amen, the pathway amen, of, of, of Christ amen, in terms of how we engage life, in terms of how we see life, in terms of how we interact, in terms of our relationship, in terms of how we give. Amen. The, you see, everything that deals with our life must be weighed and be measured amen, on the values of biblical. Biblical doctrine 
Biblical doctrine does not just run with, oh, it's a revelation. Yes, well, let's try that revelation on the scale of truth. If that thing does not, you know, uh, 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 get to be balanced on the scale of truth, amen, we reject it. We, we, we just reject it. It was Paul that said, if an angel comes, amen, and preach another Jesus from the ones that we have shown you, we have revealed, he said, let that angel be on a cross. So we, we cannot come to a point in our walk with God where we are deceived, where we are carried away in the name of zeal, in the name of Christianity, where we just Christ every No, no, not everybody that calls Jesus, not everybody that says Jesus is Lord, in fact, means that word. And Jesus said, not everybody that calls me Lord, Lord, indeed will enter the kingdom. Some people, in fact, Jesus said in, on that day, according to Matthew 7, they will say, didn't we cast a demon in your name? Didn't we raise the dead in your name? Didn't we do this in your name? Didn't we do that? It is not the doing. It is the, it is the principle and the values and the agenda behind what you have done that will approve or disapprove, amen, your activity. All that is important or else we will be, we will be running around and say, we're building a church. Hey, he, see what we're doing. We're doing great things for the Lord. And everybody will be celebrating and say, what a great man of God. Ah, what a church. I mean, this church, they are so powerful. But guess what? The Lord is looking down and he said, my good God, these people are out of order. Their life is completely out of, amen, the values and the principles of my, of my kingdom. So it is the ministry and the duty of amen, wise master builders, amen, who are called apostles, amen, to properly define the structure of the church, to define the ways, amen, of Christ within his church, and to define the culture of the community. And you do that, amen, by, the ex- by establishing doctrine. By establishing doctrine. People don't like doctrine because doctrine is corrective. Doctrine is inst- inst- instructive, amen. Doctrine is very... Uh, 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 um, directive in terms of this is what you must do this is how we're going to do it no we can't do it that way people don't like that people just say let's just flow with the spirit let's just flow let the spirit of god lead us the spirit of god leads us amen with the word of god the word of god is our doctrine so the spirit of god leads us through his word the word of god will not lead us outside amen the the you know the the, the nature of christ the nature of christ is that which we have amen as a written word of god so if we are not loving that which has been written if we're not loving that which has been given to us if we're not loving that which has been you know sent to us guess what our life will be hijacked by another spirit by another foreign beliefs and it's 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 we're seeing it in our day and this is the reason why god you know has really laid this you know a responsibility particularly upon me and i know that there are many out there all right that are also very concerned about you know the state of the church and are doing something about it all right i'm tired of just you know uh, 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 complaining and condemning people oh that person is false that no no yes we will condemn them but guess what we then need to prefer we then need to bring the alternative we need to let the people know that all right this is the truth if you're saying that is not the truth if you're saying that is the lie then show the people the truth if you can't show the the people the truth shut up don't don't condemn because you don't have a you don't have a solution for the people this is what we are talking about this is what we want to see manifest i'm hoping and i'm praying that there will be more people that will buy into this because listen to this we cannot just be running and say god wants to do a new thing but we have no sense amen of the time and we, we 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 lack an understanding of how christ wants us to systematically build you see with the kind of a grace God has given to me, you can see the capacity to, you know, to, 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 you know, to, to multi-express the dimensions of Christ. 
All right. And that's a grace. Like, I, you know, like I've said to a lot of people all right, when it comes to prayer, the Lord has taken me through seasons of understanding what that is. All right. And there are still other areas okay, that, you know, people have not seen in regards to the kind of grace that heaven has given to me. And I'm sure as we continue to unpack that which God is emphasizing in this new day, we are going to begin to witness other areas and giftings amen, that will help to build and to perfect the saints because that is amen, the heart of God for this new day. All right. Let's not just continue to run and say i'm an apostle but your apostolic grace your apost- your apostleship amen is not visible it's not it's not corrective it's not bringing instruction it's not bringing direction amen it's not allowing people to to see and to understand amen the, the, the more excellent way that is what the bible says an apostolic grace amen will bring the people not just to grace but to a more excellent way to a more excellent dimension of the things of the spirit that is the capacity that is required in this new day and therefore, we'll continue to highlight these points. All right? So, as we have laid this foundation, I think it would be just uh, wise for, for us again to, all right, to look at, to go back to some of the scriptures that we have been using in time past to lay this, you know, beautiful spiritual structure and framework that I'm hoping, I'm praying that in the next, you know, three, four, five years, the Lord tarries that there will be, you know, an awakening within the church of returning back to all right, the, the pattern of how to build accurately. The, I tell you, there's going to be a mighty move of God in the earth. We are getting to that point. But before that happens, there has to be a visibility of the ministry of the wise master builders. There have to be, amen, a, re, a, a revealing. There has to be, amen, a declaration. There has to be, amen, you know, a point where that which defines the house of God is so clear that when people begin to stream up to that house, amen, there will not be confusion in their house. They will be streaming up to that house, amen, to be taught, to be instructed, to be guided, to be led. Amen. Into that which the Father has designed for them. And I think that is something that really requires, amen, that we really emphasize. And that's why, you see, you would see that I'm, I'm redefining and I'm talking about the heart of God for prayer and for intercession. We're looking at all these aspects and they all, they all connect. You see, there's a convergence. We, this is a day where we've got to repair, amen, the broken walls and the burnt gates, amen, of the church, of the body of Christ. Amen. The, the, the issues of leadership in the church needs to be corrected, needs to be redirected. We've got to bring the church back, amen, to the right path. We've got to bring, amen, the body of Christ, amen, to the right alignment of what the community of, of saints is. And, amen, we, we've got to be able to raise the standard, amen, of our of our communion and fellowship. So that when we come together, we also can, can hear the voice of the Lord say, Separate unto me, Paul and Barnabas, for the work that I have set aside for them. That our community, amen, will always bring a production of the release of apostolic grace into cities, into nations. Come on. That that will be that which is driving, amen, our walk in this new day. Father, I just thank you. I thank you for the release of your spirit. I thank you for the grace to speak your word and to bring the people into alignment, to bring the people, to bring your church, oh God, into a new day of divine standard in that which you're proclaiming and declaring. Thank you, Lord, that your kingdom is coming. We have seen, we're having a feel of the visibility of the reality of your kingdom in this new day hallelujah 
I just sense the spirit of the Lord while we're doing this teaching. Listen, friends, we've got to understand that as we continue to fellowship, the Bible says in the in the church in Antioch, as they were fellowship, as they were fellowship in prayer and in fasting and, and separating themselves and just, you know, enjoying the presence of God, suddenly there was an invasion, amen, of, 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 of the voice of God within that community and the spirit of God said, separate unto me, Paul and Barnabas for the walk. What a community that can release people like Paul, people like Barnabas into cities, into nations. This is what we are praying for. Because you see, at the end of the day, our, our, our gathering, our community, our coming together, amen, must be productive in terms of the release of the Spirit, in terms of the voice of God, in terms of the mandate of God, amen, for, for the earth. We must have amen, a community that is able amen, to come together and release apostles and prophets amen, into the nation, teachers into the nation, evangelists into the nation, that the ministry is reproducing itself. That we're not just forever teaching the people and the people are not coming to the knowledge of God. They're not coming to maturity. They're not coming to a day of perfection. They're not coming to a day of release. That's, something is wrong with that kind of an order. And that's why a lot of people today that are sitting home, they are not going to church, they are not fellowshipping. I don't really blame them. And this is the reason why, I know to some degree that may be wrong, but if you look at it from the other end, why go into a place where it's no longer productive to you? So if people are sitting home, they're sitting home because they're tired. But this is the reason why we're bringing this word to bring correction. And I hope that, uh, uh, that to as many that will be listening or that are listening, that will be watching this, amen, will listen to that way the Spirit of God is saying and will self-correct themselves and say, okay, from what you've been saying, I have learned and I'm going to begin to do what is right, all right? The church, the leaders will learn, all right? Followers alike will also learn so that we can come into that po- point of unity and understanding. And no churches right now that are breaking up. Not because amen, the devil is the one doing the, doing the breakup. It is God scattering the church. Why? Because God wants to reorder the church. God wants to restructure the church. Oh, but the men of God, they, they, because they are so insecure, they can't live without the church. So they're trying to hold everything. The more they're trying to hold this, this one is collapsing. The more they're trying to hold that, that one is collapsing. Listen, just leave it and let it collapse and let God realign your life. Let God realign, amen, his work in you. Let God bring you to the right position, to the right structure, to the right order, amen. Let God bring you to somebody that can teach you, amen. Because you see, the problem is you don't know. You are like Alexander, all right? You're running around, you know, with the revelation of John. You're running around, but 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 you need a man, the minister of Priscilla and Aquila, into your life to bring structure, to bring direction, to bring alignment. You need somebody to teach you. You need somebody to show you. You need somebody to bring you, amen, up to tax, up to date, amen, with that which heaven, amen, is demanding for this new day. If you don't have that, guess what? You are going to continue, amen, to misrepresent God and you. You're going to continue to create even more problem to the body of Christ. And I don't believe that is the will of God. I believe God wants to use you. But in the using amen, of your grace and your gift, you've got to come to a point a day in your in your walk with God where you're able to sit down, where you're able to surrender, where you're able to yield yourself amen, to the times and the seasons of correction, uh, times and seasons of realignment. It's important. If you don't do that, I tell you, <laughs> the more you try to gather material, the more you try to look for man and just try to put the things together the more you try to maintain your big manism and your your man of godism <laughs> you're gonna collapse a lot of people today are collapsing Men- ministry are falling apart all kinds of things are happening why because god is shaking the house so in, in days where god is shaking the house you've got to learn to bury your head 
You've got to learn to surrender. You've got to learn to sit somewhere. You've got to learn to go back and just sit with the word of God and allow the spirit of God, amen, to teach you and allow the spirit of God to instruct you and allow the spirit of God to, you know, to perfect, amen, that which needs to be perfected in you. There is a work that heaven, hallelujah, is, is, is carrying out on the inside of you. You see, you cannot give what you don't have. You've only given to the dimensions, amen, that you have received. They say we give as we have received. So if you're not receiving the newness, the, 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 you know, the, 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 the new imprint and the new impartation, if you're not receiving the new plugins, if you're not receiving an update, amen, of that which the Spirit of the Lord is emphasizing and declaring for this new day, guess what? You're, you're going to be giving the old. And people are getting tired of the old. In fact, the people are already tired of the old. Because people know the old. They know the taste of the old wine. They may not have tasted the new, but they sure knew the taste of the old wine. And they say, no, we've tasted this before. We don't want this wine. We want something new. And if you have not lingered in the presence of God, if you have not one that is given, amen, to divine instruction, if you have not shut down and shut your head in, hallelujah, and allow God to instruct you and build you and tear down the old, amen, and begin to redefine your life, guess what? You're not going to come out speaking something new. For all I care, you can go and download my material. You can listen to other apostles and other prophets and try to, you know, conjure everything together and make it as if you are the one. You know, this is a re new revelation God has given to you. Guess what? The people know. And you're going to get disappointed because God is going to make sure that you fail. Not because he hates you, but because he wants you to become authentic. He wants to build you. He wants to, you know, structure you. He wants you to become truly his vessel, truly his, you know, his, 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 his handmade. God wants to use you, but he will not use you when you are living in a lie. He will not use you while you are living in falsehood. He will not use you while you cannot give honor and glory, amen, to those that are resourcing your life. God is not going to do that. So everything in our life that defines a lie, that defines error, that defines, you know, deception, amen, God is going to bring them to an end. All the fighting men, amen, in, in Israel, in, in Israel must die. None of those fighting men are going to enter the promised land. This new day, this new dimension heaven is bringing us into, nothing of the flesh is going to come in. God is perfecting his house. Hallelujah. God is perfecting his church. So let's go back to some of the, uh, uh, um, the scriptures we've used in, the, in, in time past. I'm just going to read the scripture that I'm going to. I'm going to have a break. And then I'm going to come back for, you know, the part two, which obviously is going to be the part uh, um, the part 8 because we're doing part 7 today so I'm going to come back All right, I just feel a release that we need to continue to do that so I'm going to come back again and we're going to continue but let me just read the scripture then um, we'll, we'll, we'll round up from there then I'll come back and we'll continue alright um, here's a scripture in First Timothy chapter 3 verse 15 it says if I am delayed this is Paul speaking to Timothy remember we're dealing this is a church of Ephesus now alright this church was having, you know, a problem, all right, through, under the leadership of, of you know, of, um, 
you know, of Timothy. Timothy was, you know, the young pastor sent, you know, by Paul, you know, to, to pastor and to make sure that this work in Ephesus, amen, develops. But there was all kinds of chaos taking place because, you know, structures have not been put in place. Things have not really been, you know, uh, uh, put in place to bring order, to bring, you know, you know, a, a direction in terms of what the community of the saints is and what, you know, the apostolic grace of, of, of this house is supposed to, you know, uh, uh, do. And so in this point where there is all kinds of chaos, here's the word that, you know, Paul, you know, sent to Timothy. He said, if I am delayed, I want to come to you. I want to come fix this thing. But if in case I, I, I'm not able to make it, if I am delayed, I'm reading First Timothy 3 verse 15. He said, if I am delayed, I couldn't make it. You will know, you, you, you need to know how the people are to conduct themselves. That's the key word, conduct, how to conduct themselves in God's household, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and the foundation of truth. Beautiful scripture. The church is the pillar. The church is the house of God. And is the pillar and the foundation of truth. So we begin to see, amen, what the church is, what the church is designed to be. The church is a household. The church is an household, amen, and is the is the is the is the place where the living God lives. Listen to this. It says, "Ought to conduct themselves in God's household." Remember, an household is made up of various structures, various you know uh, um, departments, and various members. We're going to look at Ephesians chapter 4 to buttress this later on. It says, which is the church of the living God. So the church is not just an household, but the church is also a church. In other words, this place where the garden says it's also a church and is the church of the living God. So it's not just any kind of church. It's the church of the living God. And it's also the pillar. So we begin to see that church is the place where you get what stability is the pillar and the foundation of one thing, truth. Truth is not just a philosophy. Truth is Christ and Christ is the truth. So what is the philosophy of the church? Truth. What do we build with? Truth. What do we walk with? Truth. What are the values? Truth. Once we understand this, then we begin to get a picture of how to begin to put the various frames and the various uh, uh, parts that makes up this community of saints. Alright? I'm going to round up here and... Uh, I'm going to come back and we'll continue. So you can just enjoy yourself for the next few, you know, minutes thereabout. Maybe I'm going to come back to a club, but I'm going to return back. Thank you so much. God bless you.